Today's episode of Dungeon Crawlers Radio is brought to you by Gamers Inn, your one-stop location for all your gaming needs. Located in Lehigh City, Utah, their fun and friendly staff will be more than happy to answer any of your gaming needs. Just remember, Gamers Inn, it's where adventures begin. Broadcasting live from the DCR studio. Oh, yeah! The Geek Revolution starts here. Excellent! Get ready for the number one hit geek radio show out there. Well, it is impressive, isn't it? Because it's time for Dungeon Crawlers Radio. Welcome to Dungeon Crawlers. We've got author Kim Baguette on the show this uh, to talk about her book, The Last Harvest. So thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. So just to kind of let our listeners know, can you kind of give us uh, a little bit of a description about The Last Harvest? Yeah, I mean, it's it's horror. I mean, it's YA, it's, but it's definitely, um, they call it kind of a crossover, so it can kind of go up to adult. I mean, it's definitely upper YA. I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't be letting a lot of kids read this. It's pretty scary. But um, it's, it's, it's based on a really tiny town in Oklahoma, Midland, Oklahoma. And this kind of town, you know, centers around like three things, which are like football, uh, church, you know, and... Um, you know, with the devil, of course, you can't have it without the devil and, um, and farming. And, um, there's so many towns like that. It's crazy, but I, I couldn't think of like a more for the devil to come. Where else would he go? Um, and what's more horrifying than high school. So it's a, it's a pretty good combo, but it's my guy, Clay Tate. Um, he, you know, is a former football star in, in this tiny town and, he um, kind of had everything going for him, and his dad passed away like a year ago in this really horrific kind of slaughter. Um, and before he died, you know, he accused all the prominent families there in this town of devil worship. And so it's basically, I mean, it's a mystery of this of this kid, you know, Clay trying to figure out, like, if it's real what's happening or if it's all in his head, if he's going crazy just like his dad did. And... Um, you know, it's, it's a cool mystery because it's, it's, uh, you're just trying to like unravel the threads, you know, and mm-hmm. try and figure out what's real and what's not. So it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a really fun read. It's very scary. It's very graphic, but, um, but I had a blast writing it. Nice. I, I, not anything against you, but the whole time I'm thinking, why is our friend Aaron not here? <laughs> Cause, Cause he lives in Omaha Oh my god! And cornfields, all this, and I'm just thinking, and, and he's afraid of horror stuff, and I'm just like, oh, no. man, I need to get him to read this book because <laughs> he watched the, um, well, signs, oh, god, and I love that. when he, yeah, and he was watching it at home, and he's like, I literally turned the movie off, looked out the back door, and there's a cornfield, <laughs> and so yeah. And I grew up in a teeny town in, in Kansas. So, I mean, I grew up with all these wheat fields and all of that. And I grew up in this satanic panic. I don't know if you guys are familiar with this, but um, there was a time, you know, where 
like the seventies, eighties where like everything was blamed on devil worship. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, a cat went missing. It was like devil worshipers, and you know, some girl ran off with her boyfriend. It's like the devil. Yeah. Um, so it it was a scary time, like growing up. And I remember, you know, being really, really afraid. I mean, legitimately afraid. And I think I still am of you know walking through these fields and thinking like I was going to be next, like they were going to grab me, and I was going to be the next, you know, victim. So it really stuck with me. It's scary that. The wheat is scary. Well, I mean, there is, I and mean, it is scary going even at cornfield or anything. I mean, you yeah. can, your vision's impaired. You can't hear very well, and anyone could be lurking out there. And I, I know. you know, I, I think that's why Children of the Corn was so successful, <laughs> um, to be honest. But um, it's. Sorry, it's true. So I was just reading some of the synopsis for it. And yeah, it says young adult, but I'm reading some of this. I'm like, whoa, this is some intense stuff. I'm like, I don't know how many kids could read this. It's like, even me, like, I'm excited like to read it, but I'm like, yeah, this has got some dark stuff in it. No, it's dark. I mean, <laughs> I, I like to push that edge. I have kids, you know, and they're older teenagers. And I just look at, like, all their friends and what they're watching on TV. And I'm, it's like you know, it's a very intense, dark stuff. I mean, I don't know why books haven't really caught up with that um, yeah. YA genre, but, you know, and, and it really is, I think it's now, it's like over 50% of a of the YA readership are adults. So, um, I just, I just, it's a really, like, fast-paced, like, that's the thing that I love about YA is how, how fast-paced it is, and, you know, they're really, like, you know, page-turners, you know, yeah. like, don't mess around, you know, you gotta, you gotta grab the reader really fast, and, and I was a reluctant reader, so I, I, I write for that type of reader who just wants to, like, devour a book, and, and I try really hard to not let them put it down. Nice. I, I yeah. like that. I, uh, one of my boys is that same way. He's been that reluctant reader, and it's like, oh, yeah. my gosh. And what and finally that, got him reading was The Maze Runner, which is that oh, fast pace and kind of terrifying. Fun. And then he went to um, to The Hunger Games. And so right. now, I, I, now I have another book to give him. <laughs> but it's kind of one of those books, even though it's really dark, and I think there's a place for this where you kind of, you know, you read a book and you go along for this ride and you're trying to figure out, and it's a really shocking ending, this book, and you, you get to the end of it and you're, like, exhausted, but you're like, thank God I'm in my bed and this is not my life. You know, there's, <laughs> some, like, there's something really, I don't know, kind of valid about that kind of book where it's it's not, you know, uplifting in any way, but it's, like, it's just a journey and it's just like, woo, <laughs> got through that. Yeah, well, I mean, that's also really fun, and, you know, whenever a book grabs me and pulls me in so much that I'm, like, sweating, and I'm, like, <laughs> and my heart's pounding, then you, I know I'm invested, and it's a great book, so. It's so fun, so I love that. I, any book that can, and any book that can surprise me, I, oh, yeah. I'm all in. Like, I really, I love to be surprised, and I love a, tw- a really great shocking ending, and, you know, so I try to write for you know, the reader that I am. It's not for everybody. No, that's okay. That's great. That's the type of person I am. I love shocking endings. Um, (laughs) So because this is kind of in the Midwest, did you pull a lot of your childhood in here then? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, my my sister, I mean, like, you know, my fan, like the black sheep, obviously, you know, here in New York City, but um, but they they read it and they were, they kept like... um, 
texting me with things like, I can't believe you used our old phone number. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> of course I did. Um, but I, but I, I do. I, I mean, you carry a lot of that. And I think, you know, I write a lot of the same, like a lot of my books are, are rural, rural horror. And, and that's where I grew up. And that's kind of, I mean, I, I honestly think like that is just sketched in my brain. Like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to move that far away from this, actually, because it's just I have so much to say on this particular subject and it just keeps coming back. It's just with me. Well, no, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I, sometimes I think that's more scarier because there's so much open space, you know, like in cities. Yeah, there's some scary stuff that happens, but it's really condensed. I mean, it's not often that, you know, you turn a corner, there's more buildings. Or, you know, yeah, so no. there's, there's nothing that can really lurk around the corner and come after you. I mean, no. you know, like the cornfield analogy, it's it is scary during the day, not as much. But you go into one at night. I mean, that's why we have corn mazes around for Halloween. They're they're even, freaky. Even during the middle of the day, if you go in alone, it's just like I am here alone. You know, there's I could yeah. scream, no one will hear me. I mean, it's just very it's terrifying. Well, I mean, especially in the Midwest, where I mean, at least here, like in Utah. We have giant mountains. We can at least get our bearings, but there, you know, in the Midwest, it's so flat. You're in so there. You can't. Like you could easily get turned around and lose your direction. <laughs> I know. I always think about the um, the like Coronado and the Spaniards. You know, who 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 went through all those plains. You oh, know, yeah. this land of gold, and they. I mean, so many of them died just because they they got turned around. I mean, they just got lost in this sea you know, of corn, you know, they, they just, they just kind of laid down and died. I mean, a lot of them just got lost. Yeah. It is. Now, what made you decide to go with this main character that you went with? I mean, cause you could have gone with anyone really, but what, what is it about him that's just so intriguing that you had to write his story? Well, I wanted I mean, I don't know. It's really strange because he's, I mean, there's nothing in common. I have no common ground with this kid, really. Um, But his voice was so strong in my head. Like, I, that first chapter I wrote straight through, like, that's, you know, that's pretty much what I wrote when I sat down to write the book. It was not really edited. And, and um, he just came in so clear to me. And, and I also, I kept thinking of, you know, that all-American boy you know the all-american town and what people imagine like from a john mellencamp song you know like Mm -hmm. what's the most ideal you know when people think of that kind of life and i just i was really drawn to you because this book is really about temptation in a lot of ways and and i kept thinking about you know this really good kid and and you know what would what would make him Go, you know, what would make him succumb, you know, to, to darker forces, you know, and it's just this really salt of the earth, like hardworking, really good kid and just caught up like something way out of his depth. I mean, it was just, it was really fascinating. It was a lot of fun. And this is a story that essentially it's just, it's just the one book. It's not going to be a series, yeah. correct? Oh no, it's, <laughs> it's a mic drop and then, and then you're out. Um, but it's, I love that. I I don't know if I'll ever write another sequel. I just, I really enjoy, you know, going into a story and then, and then just, you know, letting people think what they, you know, and walking away from it and washing your hands is something really lovely about that. 
You know, I agree, because I do like series, but I also like just the one book, because you can tell the whole story, and then it's over. You know, you don't need, you don't have a cliffhanger, you don't wonder about okay. certain things. It's like, this is it, that's what happened. You're like, well, damn, that was awesome. <laughs> I know it is really. I don't think I'll ever write another another sequel. I mean, I really, I really love that. Well, and not only that, you know, you leave the rest of the imagination. You know, whatever happens beyond the end of that book is all in their head at that point. For uh, sure, you know. That's, asking for a sequel to this, I'm like, no. Well, and that. <laughs> That's one of the things I really hate about a lot of horror movies because you have a great movie. Yeah. And then they ruin it with sequel after sequel after sequel. And it's like, you know, like The Saw. We'll use that as an example. Great movie. But then they kept making sequels and it just it diluted that story. Yeah. I know. You're totally right. So the fact that this is an in and out, I love that. It's just because... You're you're gonna. It's an intense ride, and you don't have to worry about oh something's gonna mess up in the next one. That I know. Yeah. I know. I know. I, I'm gonna do standalones. I think forever now. <laughs> so, just I just want to put it out there for our listeners. This book is already out. It came out on the 10th of January, correct? Yeah, that's right. So, if you're wondering right now, that means you can jump on Amazon and buy it. <laughs> you, you don't yes. have to wait. You don't. You don't it's, have to wait. It says it's only $12 right now for the hardcover. That's an awesome hey. deal. I know. That's awesome. And if you email me, I'll send you a signed book plate. There you what? go. That's even cooler. Oh, my gosh. Even better. Now, I, I'm looking at the book right now, and this is an amazing cover. I know. Wow. It's so good. Uh, you, you have the guy in the middle of... of uh, what I can only assume is a wheat field, it's a and, you, wheat, yeah. and you have crows or some some sort of yeah. bird, and it's all it's got this red and black tone. Uh, it's just like holy cow! This is like something I would expect to see on a horror movie cover. I know. I was like, it it does look super awesome. They did a great job. They also did a really good trailer for the book. I was really I was just shocked. They did tour is amazing though. Tour. I don't know if you guys are familiar with a lot of their books. But, yeah. I mean, they they just let me. They really just kind of let me loose. Like they, they really respected my vision, and we, of course, we fought about things, you know, graphic things. And mm-hmm. but you know, when I put my foot down, like they really listened to me. I mean, they were like, "This is your vision. This is your book." Like that just never happens. I yeah, mean, that's awesome, right? I mean, and they, they, no one else would have published this book. Like it's a only they would do this and it was it was just so much fun to have that freedom and feel respected and kind of supported and um i just i love them i have another book coming out with them next year and i'm just i think they're fantastic everything like production to all the people there is so nice and i'm like i'm really happy there nice now that is really cool because you do hear horror stories where authors go into publishers and they then the editor gets a hold of their manuscript, and then it just changes, or they tear it apart, and then it's it's not the same, and or they get a cover that just doesn't match the story, and so, I know. So it's amazing that you've had the opposite experience. I know, and I have, and I have two other publishers, you know. So it's 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 really fascinating to see how everybody works and um, the differences. But I just, I mean, I couldn't even. Like, I couldn't even write a better experience than I've had with them. I mean, it was just effortless, you know? 
It's kind of amazing. I, I really, I'm very lucky. Now, is horror writing kind of your niche, or is there it other is. type of writing that you do? It is. I mean, I only, you know, I'm pretty new to writing. I only started writing like six years ago. So um, I have a book out with Penguin called Blood and Salt, and um, that was my debut book, and this is my second book coming out. Mm. But um, but I have three more that are coming out the next uh, next year year and a half or something. Wow. Two years. I don't know. But but the uh but they're all different. You know, of course like my my books with Penguin are more, you know, like gothic romance, like um romantic horror is yeah. what they call it. And and um which I really enjoy writing. It's a completely different thing, you know. The language is all really lush and, you know, it's a lot of it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um but these books with Tor, you know, are the two that I'm doing back to back are both male perspective and you know, really like hard hitting, you know, in and out kind of, you know, <laughs> ride of horror um, that I love. But it's that the language is very like sparse and pared down and, you know, really just kind of clean storytelling, which I which I had so much fun with. And then I have another book um, that I just sold to St. Martin's, which is part of Macmillan, too. So and that's um, that's called The Gracier. And that's more. I guess it's more literary. It's, it's speculative um, fiction, but that was kind of pitched as um, The Handmaid's Tale meets Lord of the Flies. Oh, nice. And that's coming out in, like, January of 19. So it's it's a, it's a little, everything's different, you know, a little bit different, but I feel like anybody who reads any, you know, it's the same kind of sensibility. I have just a very dark sensibility and... Um, and I do enjoy, you know, writing more rural, you know, kind of stories. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... There's was, nothing wrong with that. I mean... Stephen, I guess not. That is my thing. I mean, Stephen King's been writing horror for how long? Oh, my gosh. And he's still the world's so nicest long. guy. I mean, he's a really nice guy. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I, I'm just looking on your website for Blood and Salt, and it, it's tagged here, Romeo and Juliet meets Children of the Corn. It's true. Sold. Oh. I'm sold. I kind of want to hear more about that book now too. I like that. <laughs> that one's that one is crazy. Oh my gosh, that book's a lot of fun. But it's it's you know it's definitely more like lush and more romantic and you know that kind of thing. But it's but it's dark. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. It's there's a lot of blood in those books and. Um, I don't know. I think it's a really awesome way to make people feel uncomfortable combining horror and romance. It's no, I think it's uh, awesome. I mean, r- really. I mean, we kind of got the twilight horror romance thing going on. I'm I'm glad to finally see someone is actually taking a bite out of this and tearing it apart and saying, "Nope, this is what horror and romance <laughs> looks like. It's not pretty." I know, I know, but they, they do let me get away with a lot. It's, but it's, you know, it's not for everybody. Like, a lot of people, yeah. you know, it's too gross for some people, and, you know, it, which I get, um, a lot of younger readers, but but it's just my thing. <laughs> no, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Embrace it, that's what I, I have to say. You do, right? Yeah. So, was it difficult kind of writing from the male perspective? Or was it kind of liberating because you kind of got to just be very defined by the all-American football player? It was fun. I, I was, I was, of course, I was scared. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I, I mean that's scary, but I, uh, 
but I really got into it. Like, I really, I loved how kind of clear his objectives were and um, just the type of personality he was. You know, he was just how reactive he was. And, and it was so fun to just um, to live a bit, little bit through his eyes. I mean, girls are so complicated and um, to write, I find. But I and boys, too. I mean, this kid is definitely, you know, not your typical football player. Um, he's got a lot going on. But, but I just, I really like that. And the book I'm writing now is another male perspective. And he's... Um, and he's been really injured, totally different kid than, than, um, than Clay, but it's, I don't know. I really, really enjoy it. I don't know. I don't know how, you know, if I'll return to it. I mean, the next books down the line are all female um, protagonists, but we'll see. We'll see. I just had so much fun though. I love, I love it. I love Tor and I love these books. Now, is this book on audiobook as well or not yet? I don't think so. Okay. I not yet, and and um, yeah, that would be fun. I that would be really fun to hear someone read that, especially if it's Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> Man, <laughs> that dark voice with this kind of a setting. Oh man, Maybe that would be good. That would be good. Yeah, I'll, wow. to, I'll, I'll mention that. I'm sure they'll they'll definitely get him for me. That that I mean that would be cool. I mean his his voice. I mean. The only other person I would think of like Vincent Price, but of course that's oh, impossible. Vincent Price, oh my god. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. So, alright. You, you have a question. Um, well, you took my audible thing. Cause that's what, so sadly, <laughs> I drive for a living, so I always like just oh, listening yeah. to books because I never have time to actually sit down and read them. So I always yeah. try to listen to them. So, yeah, that's why when you said that, I'm like, ah, that's always my favorite thing. <laughs> but, um, so. You said you had another book coming out at the end of this year or next year? I know. Everything kind of shifts around. I think the, the schedule now is the sequel to Blood and Salt. It's not really a sequel. It's a companion novel um, that comes out, I think, January of 18. And then this new book um, with Tor called The Rapture comes out um, in June, June of 18. And then The Grace Year comes out in January of 19. So... So, so literally, what you're saying is the listeners have two books they can read now, and then right. they have another three books to fall in love with you even more. Yes, I know that's pretty cool because you said you're essentially new to it. You've been doing it for six years, and yeah. then you have all these books essentially already planned out, ready to go. Like that's super exciting. Yeah, not weird. I and I was I was a musician, you know, before this, and I I never even knew I could. Right, like no one ever told me I could do this. Like it just never it was never in the in the cards for me. I mean, the high school dropout and um, you know dyslexic, and it just never it just was never in the cards. And then I uh, I started writing something for my daughter just as you know she was turning sixteen and she had like her first crushing love, you know. And I and I just wanted to like show her how cool I thought she was, and so. I um I wrote her a couple chapters of a book just to see you know to show her how I saw her yeah and 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 she was like yeah this is cool neat thanks mom and then I couldn't stop wow. like, I couldn't wow. stop writing it and and I don't know what I just got obsessed and and that was that was it that was it that was like that's I stopped doing everything else and just did this wow it's crazy. Wow. 
Now, so I'm going to ask a question. If it's too personal, just say no. Um, because you mentioned dyslexia, was that did that make it more difficult to write? Because you know, I I have a daughter that has it as well, and I it she struggles with writing. You know, so yeah. did that make it more difficult for you, or have you already kind of found your your niche where it's not so difficult for you anymore? Yeah, it's not anymore. I think the biggest hitch for me is because, you know, especially when I grew up, I mean, you were dyslexic. You That wasn't a thing. You were just stupid. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Quit being slow. Yeah. I know, exactly. Why can't you read? Um, but I just, uh, I actually learned, I mean, just be, only because I had this story that I really wanted to tell. And I wanted to tell it bad enough that I learned, you know, basic grammar for the first time, really. I mean, and just, it was just like, God, just so much work of just like doing it. And then, you know, having friends look at it and correcting me and, you know, just learning it the hard way, really. But it's, I think if you have that drive to do something, you'll find a way to do it. Or I always have in, yeah. in my life. And, um, and then once I got the basics down... You know, there's, of course, little things, you know, that I probably don't do properly, but it, but I think it's, that's just part of my style, too, as a writer. I mean, I think most people, when they read my, they know it's me, they know it's my stuff, and, and, um, and that's part of what makes me unique as a writer, and actually, you know, got, got me uh, an agent, and, yeah. you know, all its book deals, so it's not so bad, you know, and I feel like, I feel like, a lot of kids, like I, anytime I get a chance to talk to dyslexic kids, I, I do it because I, I do feel like their points of view and their stories are so valid. And I don't know if they get told that enough. You know, yeah. I really, I really feel like people who have those kinds of things and those learning disabilities, like they see things in a completely different way. And, and it's interesting, and it makes you unique, and it really, I and mean, you can use that to your advantage. But I think if you want to do something, you'll find a way to do it. And now, I don't even think about it. I don't even think about it. I just write, and, you know, I'm getting better all the time. So it's it's something that absolutely can happen. Yeah. No, that's, that's an amazing story, and that's awesome. Uh, that, that, you know, if there's any listeners out there that are suffering from that or have dyslexia, it, it it shows that you can do it. I mean, it's not impossible. Totally. I know there are several people probably out there, oh, I can't do it, I have dyslexia. Well, obviously, everyone's different, but it's possible. Yeah. And it's and I used to get really scared about doing readings, you know, mm -hmm. when I go to events. And, and I got to the point where I read really slow, and I get every word and I, you know, cause I'm, of course I'm like overachiever. I want to do everything right. And, yeah. and so I read really slow, but it actually comes out really good. Like people really listen, you know, you're reading something tense and a horror scene really slowly. People get so creeped out. It kind of works to my advantage. That's awesome. I know. Now you just got to like funnel some creepy music in the background <laughs> over the, over their speakers, like just barely enough that they can hear it. Oh yeah. I need to work on that. I know. Get some special. Maybe effect. the maybe the um, lights go out somewhere randomly. I like in the this. reading. Yeah. <laughs> you know, an extra twenty five dollars to the guy in charge of lights. I don't know. <laughs> okay, when I when I get to this point, shut the lights off. Kill him. 
That would be so great. I'm going to work on that. <laughs> I mean, you see that all the time in, like, movies and, and on TV oh. where it's all tense. You hear the music, the lights go out, and, and every, I've even done it in the movie. I jump. Oh, you know? for sure. Especially when you hear that that sound. <laughs> uh, yeah, so if you rig something up like that, oh. Okay, okay, I'm going to try. Showmanship. Try. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well. Yes. I, uh, wow. This book just sounds amazing. Thank you. Our listeners need to go buy it. I, I'm just going to say that. I know, just go buy the tagline it. on the front just says, I plead the blood, and I'm like, man, I got to read this. <laughs> sounds so cool. You guys are too, you guys are too sweet. It's, it's fun. It is fun, and it is, you know, extremely scary. Um, oh, I understand, yeah. Okay, I <laughs> It, 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 I just feel bad. I'm like, I, there should be a, like a warning sticker on this book. <laughs> no, I mean, just the, the writing a novel, putting it out there, is just such a huge emotional thing. You know, um, yeah. you're you're there it? with bated breath, hoping people like it, in fear that they're going to come up and kick you in the gut, <laughs> because you oh. never know. No, it's funny though. I think. Um... I, especially with this book is so it's so obviously like straight up like old school horror mm. I mean there's no there's no blending of genres in this it's it's just that's just what it is and you kind of weed out a lot of people I mean I start off you know my publisher is like do you have to start off with like killing something it's like oh yeah kind of um but it kind of it weeds everybody out. You know what I mean? If they can't get past the opening chapter, I mean, that's I'm like saying, I'm basically saying, read this. If you're like throwing up, this book is not for you. Like move on, move along. And, and, but it, real horror fans, they're the greatest. I mean, they are the best. I, I, you find those people, you know, and the book will get into the right people's hands. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, they will, you know, and I think kids, kids love reading stuff like this and I love reading stuff like this. So, um, oh, yeah. I've been, I've been really happy with the response from readers and that's all that matters. I mean, to me, honestly, I, all the reviews and all of that stuff, it doesn't, it doesn't mean anything. That's really the fun part is to see how, how, um, your audience, your selected audience is mm -hmm. reacting to it. So I've been really happy. I, I like that answer. You, you don't care about the reviews. It's what how your audience is reacting that you like. Oh, I learned that my husband's a musician and he, um, he told me like, you know, and he, I don't think he's ever, well, maybe he's gotten a few bad reviews. I don't know. But, but he, uh, but he said, you know, you don't read the good ones. You don't read the bad ones. Um, because it doesn't matter. He said, you know, it's, it's both of them are wrong. <laughs> you know, the truth is like somewhere in the middle. You're not a God and you're not an asshole. Like it's somewhere, somewhere in between and and um and that always kind of stuck with me I, I you learn like the first time I think with your first book like that was all really crushing and you know like oh my god you know they didn't like it or but now it's you know the, the books will find the audience and as long as you're putting out work like I'm really proud of this book like I I think it's um I really love it I actually really love it and I can stand behind this and tour can and it's just it's such a great feeling. So, nice. yeah. Yeah, but it is hard. Like, on my first book, I had um, an editor who's really, really tough. And Penguin's editors are known for being, like, really tough. But um, 
the book had changed so much from the time that, you know, I wrote, you know, but the time I wrote it to the two years later of editing, you know, with her and then it came out and it was, and I was proud of it, but it wasn't the same feeling. I didn't have as much ownership. Yeah. I don't know if that makes any sense. No, it does. It, you know, you, you, it's like going in with your baby and it comes, you know, that's a blonde, blonde haired little girl and you come out with a brunette boy. I guess. Yeah. What, well, what happened? And, <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah. So, and, and it's tough. You put in so much work and love into a story that, you know, you want someone to like it and that they tear it apart. It's, it's devastating. I do understand. But it happens. I mean, you have to kind of count on that. You, mm-hmm. it's funny. You just, you kind of have, like, if you, if you're like proud of like, proud of what you've done like there's no anybody could say anything to me it wouldn't matter like I know this book is good and I know it's exactly what I wanted to write and what more can you say you know no that's awesome again I just can't stress listeners run out and grab this if you love horror go grab this if you're not really sure well maybe read the first chapter if you're not vomiting or you know go ahead and get it but if it's not your cup of tea first chapter you can read it i think the first couple chapters online for free oh even better so you can try it out or just go to barnes and noble or bookstore and read the first one um (laughs) yeah those three pages and that's it for the first yeah i mean it's only three pages it's you're not it's not like you're it's not that much of a commitment yeah you're not committing to much you're you're in you're (laughs) out like she said but uh yeah no this is fantastic um wow well, thanks for your time. Thank you so much yeah, for no having problem. me. It was so nice meeting you guys. You too. Now, just real quickly, is there any book signings you're going to be at soon or any um, conventions or anything like that that you're going to be yeah, at? I just did a little tour, but um, but I am, I'm home. I'm back, you know, chained to my computer. But I, there is a uh, – I think I have a signing at Books of Wonder here in New York City on the um, 28th. Of February. Okay. And um, that's with Victoria Schwab and Susan Denard and Erica Lewis. Cool. Well, if you're in the New York area, listeners, <laughs> go. Yeah. Just go. Go get it. Go get we're, it we're just telling you, go, get it signed, get your coffee. I almost just want the cover for a poster on my wall know, in my it, office. It, it is a really great cover. So. You know, they did such a good job. Uh, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Really good. I've gotten really lucky with all my covers. So, is there where can our listeners find you? Oh my gosh. Um, You can find me on Instagram, which is a lot of fun. Uh, I'm Kim Too Legit to Quit on Instagram. Nice. I love this. (laughs) And, uh, and then my, you know, Twitter and I have my website is kimliggett.com and, um, you know, I'm trying to think of where else. If you come in New York City, I'm in, like, Riverside Park every day. <laughs> nice. I, I love the MC Hammer reference <laughs> in your name. It is my era. Yes. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for talking about the book and uh, goofing around with us. <laughs> Thanks uh, for having me. I really no appreciate problem. it. And, and, you know, and... Reach out. I mean, you have my contact information. Reach out to me when the next books come out. We'd love to have you back on to talk about those books. Absolutely. I definitely will. And thank you guys for for having me. I really appreciate it. All right. Well, thank you.
Okay. Ha- have a good night. Thanks, guys. Uh-huh. Bye. 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 All right, guys. Just real quickly, we're 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 out of time, but go check out the Last Harvest by Kim Liggett. You the you will see the cover. Just go online, check it out. It's amazing. If you're not into super into horror, maybe it's not your book, but if you're into horror, this is gonna be a book for you. It looks amazing. It sounds amazing. And you just I, just the author alone, super awesome. Yeah, she was way nice. Yeah, really cool. So, all right. With that said, we're out of here. It's morphin time. <laughs>